Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by TJS Ceramics, Posh Boutique in the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in T, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome everyone to episode 188. We start this show with a couple of reminders. First, tonight it's the fourth annual Sioux Falls Stage Awards. Look forward to the gala every year. Such a great time seeing all the nominees dressed up for a night on the town. Ah, it'll be a good time. By the way, today we have a couple of those nominees on the show. The other reminder, the Mighty Course and Art Players will have a live event featuring the Midwestern Radio Theater of Fear Falls, written by local actor and playwright Mo Hurley. Special event's going to be a live recording of a Fear Falls episode, along with a live episode of Dave Hollyhour featuring Mo as my guest, and perhaps a few others. And this will take place Sunday, August 6th. Tickets will be available soon. All right, so we got you caught up on all that. So what's in store for today then? Well, later in the show, we'll hear from two of tonight's nominees for Best Comic at the Stage Awards, Alita Windles and Skylar Bulks. Coming up in just a few minutes, we hear from actor and the Premier Playhouse staff member, Abby Kustak. Plus, we'll tell you who or what gets this week's honorable mention, as well as choose another winner of pizza with a podcaster. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day and your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. Whatever you may be drinking, whatever you may be drinking it from, lift it high. As for me, it's Jasper Newton. <laughs> For those that haven't ever heard me say that, because it's been a while since I've done so, Jasper Newton. Jasper Newton is the actual first and middle name of one Jack Daniels. Put it together with Diet Coke and a lime over a few rocks, and I'm good. But lift it high and salute the visitors to our fine city. They come here to support our local businesses. They don't come here to go to... Uh, big box stores, we'll say, okay? They come here to take in the attractions, have a beverage or two from a local brewery, and if we are gracious to them, guess what they do? They talk about their experience here, and you just might find yourself having some new friends. In my loves, in my case, from Lincoln, Nebraska. We were very fortunate to run into a, a couple, and they were making their tour around the uh, the breweries and just uh, having a great time and really enjoying our city. So, of course, we pumped it up even more like good people here should because we live in a very great 
community. No doubt about that. The Weekend Eve Toast is brought to you by The Sky in Tea. The Sky provides all caps fun. That is best had with friends. Have fun playing darts, shooting pool. Have fun listening to great live music from local musicians. You know what? You could be one of those, too. You could be singing karaoke out there. Maybe you need some room to hold a company party, have a benefit of something. Well, that sky, well, they just keep getting bigger like a Montana sky. They get that uh, big back room that uh, helps you out. And no matter what's going on at the sky, it's local and it's lively. It's time to choose a lucky winner of pizza with a podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook or Instagram is automatically entered to win a free pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. We pick a winner each week, and this week, we say congratulations to Grace Jeldon. We'll be in touch with you, Grace, to get you all set up with some jowl-dropping, show-stopping, thin-crust pizza. Pizza with a Podcaster is brought to you by Sonny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sonny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out the very fun and incredibly flavorful menu online, sonnyspizzeria.com. What made Dave happy this week, or made him chuckle, whatever it was? After two weeks of difficult choices, this one was easy. It's also selfish, but I'm not going to apologize. The Vaudies, which I co-host along with Emily Wilson, we co-produce it as well, last Friday was an amazing show. The talent from start to end was great. The crowd from the beginning to the end was responsive and also the biggest one we've ever had. And we were out at a wonderful venue, Wild Prairie Winery. And I'm pretty sure the Victoria sold a, a glass, maybe even a bottle of wine or two. <laughs> Dozen more. <laughs> so thank you everyone that showed up. Thank you to all the great talent. And uh, thank you as well to Wild Prairie Winery. Later on, we hear from comics Alita Wendells and Skylar Bolks. Up next, actor Abby Kustak on the Dave Holly Hour. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics. We have thousands of classic vintage ceramic mold items and several new items too. TJS Ceramics offers classes through the Sioux Falls Community Education Program and special open studio nights every Thursday evening. Bisque, studio time, or finished custom items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463.
Dave Holly Hour, like eavesdropping on a great conversation between two very interesting people. Welcome back, everybody. Got to say it right off the top, don't I? It's always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. And you know, I like to follow that up with whether someone's a first-time guest or a repeat. This is a first-time guest. Her husband's already been on the show before. And the next time, we're probably going to have both of them together. Abby Kustak, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I kind of figured you would be. You're that type of person that just... You, you brighten up a room, for one thing, oh. when you walk in. Yeah. Thank you. And it's always so fun to see you. Uh, and, of course, uh, one of the most recent times seeing you, you were out of your typical character as to what people know Abby Kustak as, as a person. You played the evil stepmother. I did. And I Cinderella. actually, I love hearing that. <laughs> I love, I really love it when people come up to me and they're like, their jaw dropped of right that is not you and it's like oh yeah it is <laughs> I, is, is it just a side we've not seen of you um no i would like to say i like playing all different kinds mm-hmm. of characters and i am definitely full of surprises um i just have this demeanor that i have around people i like to leave them with a little surprise later mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that was a big surprise for people like you said people come up and go oh, yep. jaw dropping and so forth but a great great performance oh thank you very yeah much. and it was just a, and it well it was enjoyable anyway but uh to see you up on stage uh in a lead role like that mm-hmm. was uh awesome and uh, well deserved for one thing Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Now I have to ask, you know, you know, what did uh, Casey think of this then? So I actually kept a lot of things secret from Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are asking like, oh, did your husband influence you in this role or anything of that matter? I'm like, no, I took a little bit of his advice, but Madame was created by me. Okay. Completely. Uh, any other roles that you've played in the past that uh, led to this at all? No, I will say um, the last time I was actually on stage was high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I have auditioned for quite a few productions here. Right. But never, never landed one, and that's okay because Madame was definitely a good one to start my career with yeah you landed a big one yes no doubt about that yeah i'm yeah i'm gonna go fishing haven't this since high school oh look oh look at that a proud angler i could take a picture of it (laughs) (laughs) how much fun was it playing the character then i was i am very very proud of the character i created for madame i thought about her since cabaret Mm-hmm. When they announced the next season and they said Cinderella, I remember sitting in the crowd and I'm like, I am going to be in that show and I'm going to land that role. Oh. I want her so bad. Oh, the, the current term would be you manifested this. Then, I huh? did. Good for you. I did for a very long time. So from then on, I definitely kind of sat in my corner and kind of watched everyone i'm a like i'm a people watcher and i Uh like to absorb those characteristics and things like that um i definitely watched a lot of shows a lot of people came up to me and said you remind me of moira 
<laughs> from Schitt's Creek? Yes. Yeah. And I did take a little bit from oh, her. I love her mannerisms. What a, what a great, yeah. great character. I loved her. Um, Amy Adams from Enchant... Oh, I think it's like Enchanted... D- Disenchanted. Disenchanted. Yep. Okay. I yep. took a lot of her from going to like this very delicate flower, everything happy, and then like doing a 180, just going complete evil. And I'm like, oh, I love her mannerisms <laughs> and that too. But I wanted someone that was lovable and someone that you wanted to hate. Um, But just a little scene stealer. Like you, everyone has that one person in their life where they're like, oh, I want to be that. I want to be her so bad, mm-hmm. but I don't like her. <laughs> like I don't I don't know what yeah like, or or maybe it's like oh I don't like that but you know what they you gotta admit mm-hmm. yeah. she has those characteristics that I just love and I can never have yes <laughs> see I, I always equate it to the things that I say to myself like uh, at the end of the day and I'm yelling at myself all the things that I wish I had the guts to say yes yeah that is her okay that is madame madame mm-hmm. all right and uh, in in terms of uh being in the play what was a, a great fun time amongst the cast um a great fun time i would say i enjoyed the scene with sebastian mm-hmm. the most because you got to see madame's lovable side but the rest of it i kind of had an emotional hard time because I'm a very loving, caring person and Madame is definitely not. (laughs) So being very mean to, for say my own daughters or being very mean to Ella in particular and I'm yelling and uh, ridiculing them and having the whole cast actually not like me was kind of hard that was probably the yeah, most, I suppose, yeah, yeah it was yeah, very totally. hard um i had i had to make the whole cast the ensemble and every, everyone around me just not like me except for sebastian so i had basically one person to rely on not in real life but yeah but yeah that was uh it was emotionally hard and it probably took a big month to kind of give over like get over that and be like this is just a character it is okay like i'm in a good space i am safe Everyone does love me. It's great. But yeah, that was, that was the probably character. the character. Yeah. They can hate. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what did it take to get into that character every night then? Um, there was a lot of talking to myself. Um, I did go to all the characters that um, I interact with. And then we do like talk to each other of like hey we're gonna have a good show to have um is there is there anything that's bothering you today like kind of check-ins we Mm -hmm. did check-ins with all the characters that i actually like ridicule and it made me feel better and it made me feel like i can go even harder on them because we both know that we're in a safe space so that's in a lot of um playing with my voice got me into that character as uh-huh. well so <laughs> i definitely enjoy that quite all right a bit. so in, in terms of the character itself the cast hated you with the exception of sebastian but correct 
Um, when it came time for the applause and so forth, did you hear any boos? I didn't. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I didn't. I was actually kind of scared because I know that show is kind of focused on children. So I was kind of yeah. waiting for a child to go, boo. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say my favorite show ever was, so I am yelling at Gabrielle because mm-hmm. she was kissing a man in our own house, you know. And Ella comes into the picture and I look at her and I can hear the crowd go silent, like completely. (laughs) It's the best moment ever. And you hear this one person in the back just say, oh, shit. (laughs) And I'm looking at Caitlin. And we're both looking at each other like, don't break. Yep. Don't break. (laughs) And then I took a breath and then went into the... Yelling at okay, her. Okay, when, when it's a possibility of breaking, what is your key to not doing it? Are you a teeth gritter or an actual lip biter? Or I, I actually, like, I don't want to say blow through my nose. Okay. But it's kind of like this little, <sighs> you got this. <laughs> but, yeah, just exhale all my, just exhale everything through my nose and mouth. And it's just like, okay. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so you manifested this last year when yes. they uh, said that we were going to be doing Cinderella. And uh, you wanted to try out. You wanted to audition and get that part. Not only were you saying it, want to, you were telling yourself, I am. Mm-hmm. Um, did it live up to its expectations then? It did. I had. I did have a goal in the end for Madame of I'm going to be recognized for mm-hmm. this part. People are going to be blown away from this part. She's going to be remembered for years to come. And I believe I did do that. I'm quite sure you did, too. That was my goal from day one, to make her a very rememberable character. All right. uh, So let's go back. Let's just start. Uh, What first got you interested in acting? Um, I was actually interested in acting in high school. Mm Mm-hmm. So what got me into that was my mom, for sure. Um, she, it, she and my stepdad are very interested in theater. Um, they've directed a few shows down in Yankton. Um, when I was in high school, I, I went to high school at Gayville Vollen School. Okay. So K through 12 was like 200 kids. Right. And I, when I grew up, it was sports, sports, get mm-hmm. into sports. Abby, you're tall. Be in sports. Right, yeah. Like, definitely do that. And the school play came up, and my mom's like, you're, you're auditioning, right? You should definitely try it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. And she's like, oh, no, you should definitely just give it a go. I'm like, all right. So eighth grade year, um, you're allowed to try out in eighth grade. And I was telling my mom, I'm like, I feel, like, silly acting like someone else in front of, like, all these high school students. I'm, like, kind of scared. And she's like, Abby, you know what would be more embarrassing is if an eighth grader got a lead role. <laughs> and she's not wrong. Mm-hmm. So she's like, just overact. Overdo what you think that character needs. And I'm like, all right. So I did. I overact. And I actually landed the lead role <laughs> in eighth grade. But alas, we were going to go on vacation 
for a whole week so they didn't want me to miss that time so i so they gave me another like principal character Mm -hmm. but i was like oh man i'm hooked this is fun so then again all through high school i so every year every year i've always auditioned i've always had Mm -hmm. a role of some kind and then i moved to sioux falls um i went to cosmetology school so honestly nights and weekends I just could not right commit to anything. I couldn't. Yeah. yeah, it was actually very sad, and that's what happened over the years. I've always had a job that I work nights and weekends, um, and then when I heard Beauty and the Beast was coming, I'm like, oh man, mm-hmm. I, I want to try this. And I will say, oh, <laughs> I did audition for that, and it was not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can flat out say that was not my <laughs> finest hour at all but it was a good lesson i i didn't like the outcome yeah and that's okay mm-hmm. but i tried what did it teach you that made it better for so when you went into uh, getting madame well honestly i would say i auditioned for many shows and each time when i auditioned i learned something different mm-hmm. so i auditioned for um beauty and the beast i auditioned for christmas carol I auditioned for um, Lombardi and Cabaret. And each time I got more confident talking in front of people and being unique and different and using different voices and being loud and obnoxious. And I really enjoyed doing that. And so I wanted to learn more and since I wasn't getting those roles I'm like well maybe maybe I'm not supposed to be on stage maybe I'm supposed to be behind the scenes and learning more mm-hmm. so I did I pursued that um, right because you were doing quite a bit uh, yeah. you know in the backstage I've area done too a lot. Yeah. yeah so Christmas Carol in 2021 um I did the sound I did the mics and yeah. everything with Malia she's a very very talented artist mm-hmm. and she taught me so much um, then Young Frankenstein, I did the sound for that also. Did like the music cues. Did, and did you have to work with that uh, Casey Kostak guy? Uh, <sighs> yeah. God, had to be tough, didn't it? Oh, well, not going to lie. It it was a little bit of a challenge. He's going <laughs> to kick me for that. Because he all he did was, has all he has done was act. Uh-huh. But he hasn't been, at that time, he hasn't been on the other side of the table. And it's a very different story. Right. But now he's been a stage manager. Yes. Now he completely understands where (laughs) I was coming from. But Young Frank was actually my first show that I was um, assistant stage manager for. Yeah. Um, So Pierce and I were both in these new roles and we are just figuring it out. (laughs) And it was a great one to figure out. We it's such a great team. Um, the, the Premier Playhouse team is amazing, very um, loving, forgiving. They show a lot of grace, and they're willing to teach you anything. So during Young Frank, it was um, stage managing. And then after that, I was stage manager for uh, Christmas Carol for 2022. And then after that i'm like okay i need like somewhat of a break but during that time being 
behind the table, I was watching and observing and thinking of these characters and how can I make them better or like what would make them better? What would make them more appealing or fun? And I just kept watching. And the more I watched, the more I learned. And all, and all that learning from all those great actors made me more at peace and made me more um, think about what am I going to do with this Madame character? And it definitely helped. And I will say the Cinderella um, auditions, I felt good. I felt great going into it. Um, I felt empowered and I embraced it. I didn't feel nervous at all. It, it was a really good experience and I'm, so I'm glad I did both sides of the table. Always great to have experience uh, in everything, no matter what you're doing, or at least an understanding oh, yeah. of it and so forth. Uh, and that uh, has led, you are now a part of the staff at mm-hmm. uh, the Premier Playhouse, and uh, you are the, uh, let's see, education, education assistant. Yes. Yeah, she's wearing her badge right now. I made sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I am the education coordinating assistant, um, so... Alex is the education assistant coordinator. So I kind of take like the overflow of what she has. Right. Um, I mean, in reality, for what for what is in store for the Premier Playhouse, they have so many so many great ideas and so many opportunities. There's just not a lot of people to um, I don't want to say execute that. Right. You got one person doing like three a person of three jobs yeah and so i'm there just to help them out i'm there to be their support i'm there to um make sure that it happens for them that their dreams actually do come true and to make it bigger and better and more beautiful than ever well and what's great about uh, the education part now is all the programs that are coming along too you know and uh and then of course there's the other things that are taking place within our community like DAPA and so forth Mm -hmm. that kind of give you a nice uh, cushion for upcoming people to be involved in community theater. Uh, But, you know, there's the Penguin Project, which is just absolutely fantastic. I saw that last year. And uh, so looking forward to what's coming out of that. You've got uh, Shrek Jr. Mm -hmm. uh, coming up. And uh, so there's all these things that... uh, young people get to be involved with and I, I guess I didn't want to say kids because really we're talking about uh, all ages now at Premier Playhouse that somebody could have something especially when it comes out you know every year doing Christmas Carol there's you know the kids that are involved in that mm-hmm. uh, I remember when they had Oliver a few years ago you know and all all the uh, the young people that were involved in that it's just so wonderful that they have opportunities and also that uh, all of the actors that are either in that show or helping along with like a penguin project and so forth uh, have the opportunity to teach and lead and guide and obviously that's what you do now in in this position yes and that's what the premier playhouse is all about we just want to teach we want to teach we want people to learn whatever you want to learn really Um, they have this new program that you can shadow someone if you want to learn about sound, lights, mm-hmm. um, stage managing, like 
all of those aspects and then a lot of the workshops they're going from children on up right to, yeah throughout the whole year and i mean if that doesn't scream community true I mean, and and the great thing is you know what we still have season tickets that we buy okay mm -hmm. and uh, so we just finished a season yep but there's plenty that's going to be going on yet in that theater up until the next season starts so it's it's a year-round thing now oh yeah uh to be able to go see things at the, the orpheum or wherever the premier playhouse is actually uh housing something at the time mm -hmm. uh including you know they've done shows on the road before so uh, i'm looking forward to what's still to come uh and i just think that uh, the premier playhouse is doing such a fantastic job right now and glad that you got to be part of it in fact uh they just held their um annual meeting this past sunday and well and congratulations to your husband he got uh, recognized i know yeah i joked with him about that he's all like i don't know if i should have gotten that. i'm like well I did make you do all that, yeah. so <laughs> he doesn't have a choice. We we're definitely like a theater theater family. Yes, you are. Your, for your sure. kids are involved too. Yeah. Yes, you know you always hear about like oh the baseball family or right. like the soccer family. We're the theater family. Theater family. We're just yeah. like we're always there. And now since everything is like year round, yeah, yep. it's like our second home. Yeah, that's well, that's fantastic. But uh, you know, as I was talking about the annual meeting. They brought up the fact that, you know, a couple of years ago, they had 0.5 staff. Mm -hmm. And now it's six or seven? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so they've, they've grown tremendously, and, and these are people that are having the opportunity. That's another great thing that's happened in this community. You know, 20 years ago, uh, if somebody was uh, going to USF or Augie and uh, majoring in theater, it's like, oh, well, we'll see you after graduation. Good luck to wherever you go. Mm -hmm. uh, and now people are staying here that's because nice. there's opportunities uh -huh. for them to be here. And that's just a, a wonderful thing for this community to see. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Abby Kustak, uh, you've got a job there now. Mm -hmm. You got back into theater. You've been doing all the uh, behind the scenes type work and so forth. What's next in theater for you? Well, Honestly, um, Oliver and our staff, we were just talking about that. Mm -hmm. And he was asking, what's like a win for everyone from this like past year? And like, what's a goal or something that you're looking forward to? And I sat there and I thought about it. I'm like, you know, I came into theater having the goal of I want to, I want to touch every facet of theater. Mm -hmm. I want to learn everything um whether it's behind the table or in front of the table and i feel like directing might be involved in uh. there um i have not touched that at all and maybe some more technical stuff um that i would like to touch on but there is a couple shows that i have my eye on that i'm manifesting already all right <laughs> are we letting people know what you're manifesting um i did talk about how i do want to be in the little mermaid mm -hmm. for sure um right now i'm manifesting i want to be one of the eels okay i think that would be so fun <laughs> like, my husband and i we both want to be the eels so we can be um so we can actually act together oh that'd be cool yeah that would be that would be pretty cool but honestly there's so many good roles in that production that i wouldn't care what i'd got mm -hmm. i could 
I can make it wonderful. Okay. Um, but that and possibly Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. That would be a very different uh, demeanor for me. It, so it'd be more um, not obscure. Okay. So, yeah. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about those. Awesome. For sure. All right. Well, hopefully the manifestation continues on the same track then. Yes. <laughs> That'd be excellent to find that out and talk about it again next year then. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, final two questions. Uh, sometimes question number one answers the second, and we don't have to ask it. But oh. when you are not a part of the arts and entertainment scene here, okay. what do you like to be entertained by? Oh, gee. What do I like to be entertained by? Nothing by arts and entertainment. Mm. That's a tough one. I actually like going out for long walks. Okay. Um, it actually drives my husband crazy, but I like walking in old neighborhoods, and I will stand in front of a house and like walk, look at it because I want to know what their yard looks like. And it's not like I'm a huge landscape person. Uh -huh. I just like to see what's growing in their yard and see if it will grow in mine. <laughs> um, I just, I really enjoy doing that. It calms me down and I don't know. I just like looking at colors of okay. houses. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, any other hobbies then? Um, I would say I'm probably hobbied out from 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did puzzles. I did crafts. I did everything under the sun. Um, I play video games. Um, I like to read mangas. I, I, I'm all hobbied out, I think. Okay. For sure. So sit and relax when you do have the time. Exactly. I think... Which probably isn't much with a family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've... Casey will say, like, I overload myself, but mm -hmm. I always want something to do, and that's how I do it, is if I just overload. I do play volleyball. Um, my husband and I don't both play volleyball. Um, sand volleyball? Or we play sand volleyball, and we play and, indoor. And, so, yeah, oof, we really okay. enjoy that. Yeah, excellent. Abacus Tech has been a pleasure. Thank you so much, and uh, congratulations on everything that's gone so well for you. Uh, this past year and looking forward to even more great things out of you. Oh, thank you. All it was right. great, to, uh, great to be on. Oh, my pleasure, dear. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. -S -S -E or call 605-929-0964. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at Exo Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. Exo Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls.
arts and entertainment lovers, you hit the mark. It's the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, so much fun to always talk about Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. And it's a great day to talk about it because tonight is the fourth annual Sioux Falls Stage Awards. And the number of categories continues to grow. So it's narrowed down some of the possibilities for a few of our comics in town. Because it used to be that, like, comedy and dance, and there were, like, about four or five different things. Now they've kind of split some of that up. So now it's just who is the best comic. With a little bit of a twist. Improv or stand-up. Well, we have two of those finalists. The nominees. We have Skylar Volks and Alita Windles, who are here to talk about being nominated, talk about comedy in general, and uh, kind of get a feeling on, you know, how they uh, feel about uh, everything that's going to take place tonight with the Sioux Falls Stage Awards. So welcome to both of you. You have both been on this program before, so that's always cool to have somebody come back. Uh, and uh, great to have you, as uh, always. And so here we are. Uh, it's the fourth annual, and there's a better chance of being the person that gets the Sioux Falls Stage Award for comedy now. Uh, are you already thinking of bits for that, for, like, acceptance speeches? Oh, I, I mean, I, I plan on just taking the award and walking away. And <laughs> I, I, I want to make a, make a big statement and just, you know. You're going to go for just it. Just kind of end it. At, no. I, no. I mean, I'll, I'll tell them how much I actually deserved it. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's already on it. How about you, Alita? Uh, <laughs> I've thought, I mean, I've thought about it. I'm still just kind of uh, shocked I'm, like, nominated with people who have literally been doing this for, like, a decade. But um, I definitely owe a lot of thanks to them if I get it. So <laughs> it's, just, it's kind of a weird <laughs> feeling. But, yeah. Well, I was just, because uh, I'm one of those that I actually get to, to vote uh, because I won an award the first year and then you get to put on and so forth. And uh, so it, it's fun to be able to see all the things that are now being progressed into it instead of such a wide category on that. And, on that note, uh, so, I have to apologize for the things I said earlier. I don't want that to go into your uh, uh, decision making. Um, <laughs> No, the only thing about you that went into my decision-making was, oh, shit, he likes Gary Lewis so much. <laughs> and my dear old friend. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it, it's great to uh, get to be able to talk about uh, comedy in such a great way. But like I said, uh, it includes a couple of improvers. Uh, ironically, the two people that would be hosting the show tonight. Right. Yeah, So we've got uh, Emily Wilson and Chris Andrews, and uh, I will be heckling chris andrews throughout the night regardless because he tried to kill me yeah emily and i you know we have this uh, thing called the vaudies a, a vaudevillian modern day vaudeville and before we did the show up in corson uh back in the first part of june chris said hey sorry he, he messaged and said sorry i can't be there um but i wish you harm to your lower extremities his smart aleck way of saying break a leg well 
So we had everything all set up, and uh, then the fire dancers said, well, we need the speakers a little farther out so our apparatus don't hit them and so forth. So we did that. Well, it was an outdoor show, so gaff tape doesn't work real well on a dirty old wooden stage anyway. Uh, And I have neuropathy, so I don't feel anything from my knees down. And uh, when they moved the cables over to the side that uh, were where I needed to hit the show open, and Emily gets introduced, she comes up on stage, and it's my turn, and my feet are underneath cables, and I had no idea, and I damn near broke my leg. So it's all Chris's fault. It's all Chris's fault because of that. <laughs> all right. So what you, Alita, you already alluded to it. Then uh, how often do you get to hear that? Alita alluded. Uh, Alita, you alluded to the fact that uh, you know we're happy to be nominated. Uh, do you feel like you're you know you're going to the Oscars? Oh, just happy to be nominated. <laughs> Except for you, Skyler. You're you're just going to go up and accept it and take care of it. Thanks. I deserve this. Yeah. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> No, it is it is really cool. Uh, you know, um, I haven't done as much around Sioux Falls, and so to like be recognizing that something right. was around at one of the shows that I did, obviously, you know, to get nominated. So that's that is pretty cool. That is really great. Yeah, that's a good thing. And uh, so I'm just happy to see uh, that uh, the two of you happen to be two of the five finalists. I know all five of you quite well. Uh, so that's uh, an interesting thing as to who to root for, and uh, but I will not tell you which one of the five of you I voted for. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say whether I was right or not when it happens uh, later tonight. Uh, so you're both going to be in attendance, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Sure. You know, sometimes they people get nominated and they go, oh, I'm going to win it. And they show up looking like uh, Jason Sudeikis did that one time when he got his first award for Ted Lasso. Uh, And uh, so here's what uh, is always fun is to see the excitement that the crowd has about uh, who wins this award. And this technically being the first year of this particular award. Uh, But uh, what do you think about the five that are nominated Besides the two of you, the other three, you know, and Alita, you've uh, obviously uh, been at many of the same shows that uh, mm-hmm. Skyler's been in, mm-hmm. many of the same shows that uh, Nathan has been in, and if nothing else, you've seen their routines many times, you know where your routine is, you know where their routines are, uh, but have you seen much of the improv? I've seen, yeah, I've been to a few different improv falls, uh gone with Graham a couple times. That's right. Yeah. I I love Emily and Chris. Yeah. Like, Emily gets me, like, crying at times. Like, I'm <laughs> laughing so hard at her. So I, I'm just really excited, like, just to, just to do the thing. And I think, like, the first time, like, I saw Nate uh, perform, like, a longer set was when he opened for uh, Dennis Regan mm. at Snow Jam. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, you were awesome. <laughs> you know, but I didn't, we didn't really know each other right at that point. And uh-huh. I was just like, so it's kind of like a fan. And then. And, and now you're uh, a colleague. Uh, com- yeah. So that's kind of a cool, that feels, it feels good. Um, just to like, yeah, because it, like I moved here and saw all these guys and thought they were great. And then I'm like, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Skyler, uh, what about you when you take a look at uh, the, the five individuals? Um, I think it's always interesting when, because 
in a lot of places i don't feel like we have as much of this going on in sioux falls but there is a bit of uh tension there's a bit of friction between right. improv and stand-up comedy and so i i do like i i like to just take th this as the the decision on which is the better form of comedy uh whoever wins <laughs> will end up deciding that but no and i i i feel the same way uh i've been to a handful of the improv falls shows mm -hmm. and those guys they always put on a good show they do um yeah. and i i don't there's not anyone that's been nominated that doesn't deserve to be there you know True. Uh, and like uh, alito uh came on after i had been around for a while and we've seen her improve a lot you know she's gotten a lot better and Nate, Nate's always been someone I, I looked up to because he, we were in a weird situation in Sioux Falls with our uh, stand-up comedy scene, where we don't really have anyone that's been around for a really long time. Like we we don't have the these forty and fifty year old guys right. that have been doing it since you know back in the eighties and stuff like that. And so Nate was always kind of the like figurehead of the stand-up comedy scene because he was the most senior person doing it. And it's it's weird when that guy is, you know, about my age, it, but he's been at it for quite a while longer. Uh, but he's everyone will tell you he's just the sweetest guy and he's absolutely hilarious on stage. And I, I really don't I don't see anyone winning it where I would be like, oh, I don't think that should have been the person who mm. won. So, yeah, you'll be happy if you win it, but you'll also be yeah. happy for whomever else wins it. Uh, and uh, that's always, uh, you know, a great thing. As you were mentioning about it, you know, in, in other markets, there are uh, there's some angst between improv, stand up and sketch and, and so forth. But uh, one of the things I've always said uh, on this show and it comes up a lot is that uh, this is a community of arts and entertainment people that collaborate and love to work together and and i'm guessing that uh, alita you know like uh, skyler was saying he's been around a while but nate's been around a while so skyler uh probably picked up a few things from nate mm -hmm. you've probably picked up a few things from both of them oh yeah yeah I, all kinds of good advice and stuff i usually will ask one of the two of them if i'm unsure about something yeah is this gonna I fly trust their opinion yeah, yeah. Like, hey what do you think yeah. <laughs> so, it works it, it, it helps a, a lot having um people with some experience to like, and with that that are willing to do that kind of thing um but just kind of like the i mean a lot of people in the sioux falls comedy scene in general have been super like it's been almost like a new little family and support system because i when i moved here initially mm -hmm. i don't have much in the way of family here or anything so they're just kind of like oh you're one of ours now yeah <laughs> took Amoeba. you under the wing yeah, yeah. <laughs> Skyler, uh, when it comes to writing, uh, now that you have been around doing it for um, several years, does the writing become easier? Uh, it it both is easier and more difficult because you have a little bit more of a feel for what will work, like and what kinds of premises to try and and track down. Uh, but at, at at the same time, you've also visited a lot of different things and tried a lot of different things and so sometimes it's just a mental block like oh that didn't work when mm -hmm. i tried this other joke that's along the same lines or something like that and sometimes it's just like a lot of like a lot of my stuff is personal experiences right. and like story and you only have so many stories from your childhood that can actually work their way into a good set so there is a little bit of friction uh but 
I feel like it is easier to know. Like a lot of times now I'll have a three to five minute thing that I take to the stage. Whereas before it would be like, let's try these couple of jokes on this premise and then build around it right? and see if that works. And now it's more of like, well, I have a story. I have something, a, a bigger piece that I want to get to. And I'll just find the jokes along the way. So uh, yeah, you know, because I've I've done stand up just a few times, handful, uh, but I, I love it. It's fun. Uh, but as I'm sitting there writing and, and uh, so forth, I have found myself going, "Okay, yeah, that's funny to me, but is going to be funny to anybody else?" Uh, and then the thing that I can't get yet, uh, and uh, that you do so well, callbacks. What? Where do you find that uh, that thread then that, you know, from bit number one to your seventh bit, something's going to tie a couple of times in there? Uh, a, a lot of times it's you go to something that is on a similar premise or mm -hmm. has a similar tie in. Maybe you're talking about your mom and you have another joke about your mom later in the show or her car or something like that, you know. And so then it's easier to tie back to the punchline that you had earlier. Uh, and I sh actually, I shouldn't admit this, but sometimes the crowd gives them to me. <laughs> so sometimes yeah. I'll be, I'll be doing a set and I'll get to a punchline later in the show and the crowd will be calling back my joke from earlier. And I'm like, actually, that's a really good spot. So then I build a call back into that position right. where, you know, where, where someone random person in the crowd has actually given me that, but yeah, a lot of times, sometimes it, it, most of the time you build forward where earlier in the show, you know, you're revisiting uh, another topic from earlier. And so you put it back. Sometimes I, I have jokes that I'm like, this would be good if I had, if the punchline was actually a callback. So I'll build a joke earlier in the set to get to that punchline where I can call it back later because I feel like this joke will be stronger if I have a callback there. So... Alita, what have you found to be the toughest part of the writing process? Hmm. Getting enough stage time to practice it all. Yeah. <laughs> because I, like, I, I'm very much like a pen to paper kind of person. Like, I really think out my sets and kind of order them um, and, and write jokes with my previous jokes in mind and kind of try to keep some order to it. I've got a couple different, like, 30-minute sets. Um, but just like the practice and like finding the time to find the time, you know, there's, there's open mics. You can have all the five minute sets you want right? and you can get, you can do a lot of work with those, but then, you know, okay. So now, but I've been producing a lot more, um, shows and get, just get, making those opportunities for myself. Mm -hmm. So that's been kind of fun. Um, and it's, it seems to be going pretty well. Um, so far I want to... Um, I'm experimenting more with making my comedy more personal. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of feel like when I started out, I had kind of a persona that I just to get myself comfortable on stage dressed up as this goth girl. Well, like normal day to day life, I'm more of a t-shirt and jeans kind of person, <laughs> you know, um, but it kind of gave me that, uh, you know, background, like just that uh, front front stage right. persona, you know, rather than, so I was like, okay, I can kind of like be myself back here comfortably and just make yeah. you guys laugh at this clown that I've created essentially. But, um, I've been doing a lot more personal stuff now. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I'm, I'm 
I wouldn't say struggling with it. I think it's going pretty well, but I'm, I'm um, booking some shows and uh, producing some stuff to kind of put that to the test, you know, beyond just practice. So, yeah. okay. Yeah, it, is, it is definitely an, an adjustment period when you're going from trying to, you know, that, that persona to like just being more, because you're even more vulnerable on stage, I mm -hmm. think, as right. well, because this isn't just like, oh, this is what I thought was funny. And if they don't think it's funny, that's fine. Now you're presenting, this is me. And if they don't like it, then like, I don't like it. Yeah, it's just a little harder to deal with. Uh, how long do each of you rehearse? What, what does that word what mean? Said, yeah, <laughs> I wondered if it was coming to that. Uh, but, you know, when you finally decide, okay, here's going to be my set, uh, are you one of those that you just do it while you're driving in the car, or are you one of those that stands in front of a mirror? The first time I did uh, a headlining set, which you know that a lot of places it's 45 minutes to mm -hmm. an hour and i had what i thought was going to be an hour it ended up being about 50 minutes but i went down in my basement and i actually put a microphone and a speaker yeah and i went through it multiple times to make sure it was about the right amount of time because you know i've been i've been hired and offered mm -hmm. you know this money to do this spot filling this much time and i wanted to make sure that i was there and that I would remember all of it. Uh, now, now it's I'm on stage doing the stuff so often. I have a second good, nature. Yeah, I have so much material yeah. that like even if I do forget a couple of jokes, like I can still get to my thirty minutes. I can get to my hour, or whatever I need to do. So, yeah. Alita, how about you? When uh, you, me, you get of, ready, I do like bullet points. Okay. Almost. So I'll just read through my bullet points like a dozen times. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I know. Uh, you know, having like done open them these different parts of jokes or different parts of my set at open mics enough time, I know how like what I'm gonna say. So if I just write a few keywords, right? Um, so like so it's more just a list of the. It bits. looks like if anybody found one of those just laying around, it would look like the weirdest poem ever. But um, <laughs> it that's so I just kind of like read my bullet points and go through those a few times sometimes i'll do like a video call with a friend out of yeah. town and just kind of run through it and that way i've got like the time and you know uh, once i hang up the phone it says you know that call was this long so i'm like okay i got it all right so, so we've talked about uh, the open mics you've both mentioned them i should say not so much that we've had a conversation about it but what is it uh how beneficial is it to you when it comes to structuring then the longer sets, the open set, the feature set, the headline set. I'd say open mics more for me are more beneficial for like practicing a joke. Okay. With that like five minutes or maybe like, a, you know, a few jokes a bit, um, you know, depending on where I am. Like at Full Circle Book Co-op, they, they'll give us, they're a little more loose with the time mm -hmm. we get. So that's kind of nice. But um yeah, I, I just kind of use them to run through just to know exactly how I'm going to say something and figure out the timing right. in the one individual uh, set or like joke or bit rather mm -hmm. than a whole set. So I figure that part out. Later. How many open mics do we have uh, on a weekly basis now? There's quite a few. Yeah. A, a lot more and dedicated comedy mics too or like mixed True. mics that have a comedy yeah. focus. Four? Yeah, Windy City, Windy City, and Club David alternate every Thursday. Okay. 
And then because then you got, got uh, luckies, luckies and bosses. So yeah, yeah. Yes, there's the, five different ones, three nights and a week. Full you can circle, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. people, you have your chance to get out and uh, mm -hmm. see them and so forth. And then, of course, uh, there's also shows that uh, take place. And uh, as you mentioned, Alita, you're starting to produce. Uh, what's that like? Hurting cats. <laughs> I, um, it's well. Today I was just actually working on a lot of stuff with Hub City Station in Aberdeen, and mm -hmm. um, hoping to continue on with them. But it's fun. I I like. I feel like I have a good feel for the different comics and who kind of fits well together, at this point. So I'm I'm really excited for these future shows I've got coming up there. Um, Sky Skyler will be on one of those. Um, bunch of local comics getting them out to Aberdeen. So. Skyler, uh, when you produce a show, uh, do you sit there and go, okay, he's good at opens, don't know if he's ready for a feature, and somebody says it's a feature, you go, don't know if they're ready for a headliner, but is, is it tough to make a decision as to keep him in that spot, or is there some point where you kind of go, he deserves the shot and, and needs to, to be elevated? Yeah, sometimes that's hard to to step out of your own thought process of like mm -hmm. oh this person's a feature this person's a host you know like and you think of and some i i don't do as much in town anymore right so there's a lot of people that i haven't seen like locals that i haven't seen perform for a while um a lot of times i don't and i, I haven't produced a show in or around sioux falls for quite a while uh i had one out I've had one in a couple of different states and stuff like that. And so then I'm actually drawing from a completely different pool. And a lot of that is uh, references from people that I trust. Right. And obviously I'll check videos and stuff like that. But um, And sometimes you actually have to count on the comics, to be honest with you, which <laughs> comics aren't always the best at telling you exactly how much time they can do. Uh, but I have had a couple people that I got recommended, oh, this guy would be great to headline that show. And then when I would talk to them, they're like, I can I can feature I can do thirty minutes, but I don't have an hour. Right, and so sometimes you got, you kind of got to count on those people. But uh, yeah, and that's something you know. I it, we all feel like once people have a, their opinion of us, you know, and I've, I've been in this situation as well where I feel like I should, you know, maybe be able to be bumped up or get mm -hmm. an opportunity to take the next step with some different people, and I haven't I haven't necessarily gotten as many opportunities at that but really the only thing you can do is remind them that you exist remind them that you do right. it yeah. and tell them that you think you're ready for the next step and you know hopefully they'll give you that shot eventually yeah well i, I felt honored i recently uh, was the feature for zach gresh in a show that he put on and uh, i had been a feature for him before but that was in a show that i produced you know sure. so I, I could put myself as the feature uh but i knew i'm not a headliner uh and so when he asked me to it's like really <laughs> you know so it's like wow okay thank you appreciate that and uh it went very well by the way had, nice. a, had a great time uh but uh tonight you could be a winner of a sioux falls stage award and oh i have it hidden back there i was going to show you what they look like <laughs> but uh so congratulations first of all to being in the spot uh because it's it's hard work that's paid off uh, and for everybody that's going to be up for one ward or another tonight, 
uh, it's hard work. And people don't always remember that part, especially when it comes to comedy. They think, oh, that person's just funny. And not thinking of the times you, you toiled and wrote something down and threw it immediately into the trash can, uh, anything yeah. along that line. Yeah, there's, or, a, there's an incredible amount of work in the background that yeah. people don't. And like, just like Alita's starting to organize shows and stuff like that now, too. And that takes that can yeah. take Wires, way more so, yeah. time than All just writing stuff. a set. Yeah. And even that can be hard work. And, you know, you got to go sit at these open mics for two hours to get your five minutes. And, yeah, it, there's a lot more that goes into than just going up on stage and yeah. talking into a all microphone. All right. Uh, so tonight, you know, awards type thing. And they really try to make it glitzy. I'll have on a, uh, a black velvet sport coat. Maybe a bow tie. I don't know yet. So I shouldn't wear cutoffs and flip flops. <laughs> well, I was just going to ask you, what were you going to show up in? cut off and okay flops. yeah it'll work <laughs> somebody's done that before so gotcha. <laughs> uh but it'll be a great time regardless and yes there is a social hour prior uh so i will be quite happy by the time the uh ceremony actually gets underway all right well thank you so much both appreciate you spending some time uh and more so the time that you put in uh, to your craft as uh, comics and uh, i wish each of you the best of luck uh and uh any of the five that are up for it. Whoever gets it, well-deserved regardless. Absolutely. All right. So Skylar Bolks and Alita Windles, thank you so much. I appreciate you being on the Dave Holly Hour. Yeah, thanks for having us. And we'll be back to wrap up the show in just a moment. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics. Bisque, studio time, or finished custom items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks again to our great guests, Abby Kustak and Alita Windles and Skylar Volks. Of course, Thank you, listening, downloading, sharing, following on social media, and the cups of coffee that you can get on the website. If you have it so far, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, which automatically gets you entered for Pizza with a Podcaster. Now for all 188 episodes, go online at DaveHollyHour.com. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we art. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a Holly Day. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by TJS Ceramics, Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening. 